What is going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down episode number 78.0. And we're continuing our wonderful uh, year of the bad game. Uh, this time with a fan <laughs> favorite, fan requested game, Shinmu. Is it uh, definitely moo like a cow, not mew? I don't know Shin how Mew? you pronounce it. Shinmu. Is it? I don't it's M U E, so I don't know. I, I I honestly don't know. Moo. I like moo. Shinmu. I've always just heard it called Shinmu. Um. So today I have with me Matt. Hello, friends. And uh, Anthony will not be joining us for this game. Unfortunately, he is in the act of moving, and he uh, well he doesn't have the time or the resources to actually play this game right now. And he's, he's very upset about that because he really wanted to make fun of this game. Uh, so he, unfortunately he will not be joining us for this, uh, session. Do you know if he's played any of it? He has, he played probably, uh, I'd say about half of what we've done tonight. Uh, maybe, maybe for the last episode, he can just pop in and give us his quick thoughts. If nothing else could, that's up. That's totally up to him. Yeah. Um, but, uh, he did, he did ask me to continue on, uh, without him, so that's what we're gonna do. Uh, so, um, let's, let's talk about our history, uh, with said game. Um, me first, I don't have any history. I did not own a Dreamcast. Uh, I, in fact, have never owned a Sega system. Wow. Yeah, I was a Nintendo guy, you know, um, I always, was always really have been um you know like it recent like it, people find it crazy like the first sonic game i ever played was actually i guess sonic generations um that was your first sonic game wow yeah, that was my first sonic game i i think no i take that back on the ge- my entire childhood was sonic <laughs> well see yes my entire childhood was mario you know oh, mario wow. and and metroid and all this you know all the nintendo properties um, I take that back though. The first Sonic game I ever played was Sonic Adventure 2, which was on the GameCube. They re-released it on the GameCube. I did play a lot of that game. I didn't finish it, I don't think, but that was my first Sonic game. I, I take that back. It wasn't Generations. Generations was the first one I beat. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed Generations. Um, I picked that up recently in my Sonic Kick after, after the splendor of Sonic 06. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I, I didn't own a, a Dreamcast. Um, there were, uh, a few things that I really wanted to play on the Dreamcast. Um, particularly, uh, there was a game called Illbleed. And there was Code Veronica. That was the, the first exclusive Resident Evil game that I really wanted to play. Luckily, it did come to PlayStation 2 eventually. Uh, but I was like, man, I really want to play that. But I had, I had, I know I had heard of Shinmu, but I had never actually seen it in motion. I had seen screenshots and, uh, throughout the years had seen the memes of, do you know any sailors? Uh, and, uh, you know, them getting <laughs> little toy gotchas things. So I don't know. I really don't have any, all I've ever heard was either people absolutely love this game or people yeah. absolutely hate this game. 
Yeah, not a neutral. No, there, nobody's really neutral. I have never seen anybody who was neutral on this. Like, eh, it's okay. No, it's either you love it or you hate it. And that's the reason why it's on this list, because I have... It's not just Ken. Like, everybody knows that Ken hates Shinmu, and you know <laughs> he, he says it every episode, it seems like. But um, there's multiple people out there who actively are like, this game is bad. Why are they really making a third one, you know, uh, after all these years? So, I, you know, I'm willing to try anything since this is the year of the bad game and so many people say it's bad. Why don't we do it? So this is the first time I have ever actually played Shinmu. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I've ever actually seen footage, like like actually saw gameplay of it. I never actually really saw gameplay of it. Yeah, I, I think I would agree. I think I've seen screenshots, but I'm not sure I've ever watched more than like 10 seconds of it. Yeah. Um. So there's one other thing that I do want to mention. I, I didn't, I don't know if I said it on the last show or not, but I, for some reason, found myself browsing iTunes and I looked up uh, our reviews for our podcast. We actually had two new reviews. Uh, one of them in particular, uh, I wouldn't say was a negative review. Um, <laughs> it was trying to basically tell us that we have the potential to be a great um, kind of like a game club podcast. If we didn't, if we were acted a little bit more professional. Now, granted, I've never said that I was a professional podcaster, and I've never said that I'm a video game journalist. But uh, I kind of took that to heart, and they suggest, and even in the review, they suggested if only they would take some more notes and be a little bit more prepared. And it's like because we're I'm listening to this, and you guys have the Wikipedia page up and are fumbling to try and remember things. So. I decided for Shinmu, I was going to do a detailed note-taking list, which I have on my phone right here. And I will go over uh, probably at the end uh, of the podcast here um, because I think I took some pretty interesting notes. And by that, I mean bad notes. <laughs> uh, it's really bad. But <laughs> um, but it, it, truth be told, I'm going to be looking at them to at least hit all the story beats, which this is a very story-driven game. Certainly is. Yeah. So, Matt, what about you? Uh, your history with said game? Yeah, I don't, I don't really have much history with Shenmue either. Um, I guess going all the way back, I was a big Sega guy early on. Uh, the first console I ever had was the Genesis. Uh, adored it. I had it for years. I played tons and tons of games. Uh, it was a, such a huge part of my childhood. And then I didn't really let it go for a long time, so I got the Sega CD and played tons and tons of Sega CD games. Most of them were bad. Uh, I picked up the 32X after that, so I had the entire monstrosity. Most of the games I got for that were bad as well. Uh, but I was fully invested in kind of the Sega ecosystem through the 32X, and then I took a hard turn to the PlayStation 1 and kind of never looked back. I never had a Saturn, although I I desperately do want one. I never had a Dreamcast, although I played lots and lots of Virtua Tennis uh, with friends. So I didn't really know Shenmue other than a passing knowledge of its existence. Uh, I never played it, never watched it, never had a friend who played it. 
but then just over the years, kind of knowing that it exists, knowing that it's there, people have kind of always been talking about it for how old of a game it is. You know, it, it gets a fair amount of lip service. So I was always kind of intrigued to try it, but certainly never had until until now. I picked up, uh, I guess a few months ago, I picked up the Shenmue 1 and 2 pack on the PS4. Uh, so that's that's what I'm playing it on currently, and it does look nice and sharp and gorgeous. Uh no problem with that I can see from its uh, transfer to the PS4. I was going to say it controls like a dream, but it certainly does not do that. No, but no. I don't think that the PS4 is the problem. <laughs> I think it's probably the game itself. Yeah. And, you know, that's really about it. I mean, I've never really played it. I've heard a lot of the same things. I've heard a lot of people love it. A lot of people hate it. So I've always been intrigued. I've always wanted to play it. Uh, but without a Dreamcast, and to be honest... I know a lot of people might not agree with this, but I don't even see enough games on the Dreamcast that I want to justify getting one. Yeah. I mean, I, I already have Code Veronica. I played that. Yeah. I've got now Shenmue 1 and 2, Sonic Adventure 1 and 2. To be honest, there's a lot more Saturn games that I would love to play than Dreamcast games. But... You know, for for what that's worth, I've never had nor really entertained the idea of getting a Dreamcast. Uh, yeah. So, so here we are. I'm actually really excited to play it, and made it through the first disc, kind of where we targeted to get to. So, yeah. Be excited to see where where it goes. Yeah. So, um, gosh, how would you how would you describe this game, Matt? Because I feel like I don't know what uh, is a life simulator. Yeah, I mean, I guess the way people have described it to me, and and it's an interesting way to come into it because I've heard so much about it. I mean, not a lot of de- nobody's ever sat down and said, "Here's what you do. Here's what the story is," but just kind of generic talk about it and about how it tries to do a lot of things. I actually expected something a bit different than what we got. I expected more types of gameplay to be brutally honest with you we've played this for i guess about four hours or so four or five hours uh-huh. i feel like i barely started the game and i don't i don't really feel like i played much of a video game yet yeah that's uh, you you hit the nail on the head on how i feel i feel like this is not much of a video game so how are we an entire disc in i feel like we're still in the prologue of the um, game I, you know, I don't know. I think, I think it's one of those things where you have to make the fun. You know what I mean? That uh, sounds like Western RPG to me. Not my jam. Another, another thing I know a lot of people love Western RPGs. As soon as you give me the free reins to make my own fun, maybe I just can't do that. I don't know. I, I mean, so let's let's just try and break it down here. So. You play as Ryo uh, Hazuki, who is a teenager. Um, he's in high school. At least he never goes to school. Um, <laughs> and it takes place in 1986, uh, particularly December of 1986 is when this is happening. Um, and you play each day. So the game is kind of like on a clock. Um and certain things happen during certain times of the day. Stores will open. P- 
people will be out during the night who are, you know, more like night owls. And so you have to kind of schedule yourself around that stuff. Um, in the, Which, th- that was very double-edged for me. That's, oh, that is a, just a <laughs> negative for me. I, yeah, I definitely hated not being able to do things when I wanted to do them. But to be honest, kind of seeing that happen, like trying to put myself in the position 20 years ago when this game came out. Yeah. I think that's kind of amazing that stores close. It doesn't – I like the idea that it doesn't feel as static. I mean for me, that seems to be the defining – maybe not the defining point of why someone would like this game – but it seems to be one of the defining points that the game was going for is let's have a world that feels real and does that cycle. It does a day-night cycle. And, I, you know, I, as dumb as it felt, I was like – it felt weird to be thinking like, oh, what do I do? i got to kill time until the bar opens. I've said that before in real life. <laughs> I've said that within the last week. So, like – the fact that I could be in a game, like, waiting until the bar opens so I can go to the bar, like, it just kind of struck me as oddly normal, but not normal for a game. Oddly normal for real life. Yeah, I would say that, yeah, in 1999, when this game came out, it was kind of revolutionary. I mean, yeah, it had a day-night day cycle, which I don't, I'm, I'm sure a game did it before this, but a real-time kind of thing where... I don't know how long an hour lasts in game time, but yeah, four or five minutes, maybe, maybe, maybe a little bit longer than that, uh, which I'll get into. Um, I, I never timed it, but, um, it's, I mean, yeah, it, I'm sure it did a lot of ambitious things in 1999. Um, between and, that and between having a city to explore, which yeah. also annoyed me because I didn't have a map until I found the map in the game. Oh yeah, the the issue then is is like it, what I could really use is a mini map. Yeah, that's what I was expecting. So I, I if we played this five hours, I probably spent two and a half of those hours wondering where I should be going. Exactly. So. Let's just like I have to I have to talk about the story some to at least talk about what we're doing in the gameplay. Um, so uh, one stormy day or night it's not night yet but one stormy day, um, Rio, uh, a I guess eighteen year old high school student, comes home, uh, which his father runs a dojo. Um. He finds out that uh, he something is awry. Um, his, I, I guess, his grandmother. What, is it his grandmother? Inesan. Yeah, I, I, she. The way she acted, I thought it was his mother, but she must be too old to be his mother. Yeah, I would say that's his grandmother. Um, she's injured, uh, and something's going on in the dojo. When we make it over to the dojo. Um, is it his brother? I don't know who this guy is. Or is it just a guy that works at the dojo with his dad? Yeah. 
It's the, it is a family dojo. I thought it was his brother. I, I'm assuming it's his brother. Uh, he gets thrown out of the dojo, like, forcefully. When we go in, there's two guys in suits wearing sunglasses, big, rough, tough-looking dudes. Uh, and Rio's father is there, along with a man who uh, has a very distinct look to him. He's wearing a an outfit with a dragon on it. Yeah, kind of like a you know, it's a bright green kind of called a ceremonial robe. Yeah, uh, and and which later on we find out is Chinese. So the man was Chinese, and they were arguing and fighting against each other. And um, it's it looks like a shakedown essentially. Um, we do catch his name, uh, Lonnie. Londi. Londi. I wrote yeah. down Lonnie for some reason. Um, and, uh, he is asking for a mirror. Uh, and, uh, he doesn't want to give it up. The father doesn't. Eventually mm-hmm. he has to because, well, they take Rio hostage. And like, we're going to kill your son if you don't tell us where it is. He tells them where it is. They get it. And before they leave, they end up killing Rio's father. Um, and so I say that, which is all in the intro. I say that to say that we cut to four days later and now Rio is out for revenge. He wants to know who killed his father. Who is this mystery man who killed my father? And what did he want with a mirror? Why did his, the man mentioned that he, his father had killed somebody at one point or another. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, Rio is going to spend his days tracking down this person and getting his revenge. And that's essentially what we do in this game. We, we, we have to play detective. And we start with the the smallest of leads, and work our way to finding out where this guy is. And I, and I think that's a fair enough start for a story, a game like this. I mean, Revenge Tales pretty pretty standard. There's any number of directions it can go in. Uh, I like that they planted the seed that maybe his father has a shadier past than he's aware of. What is this mysterious mirror? So you've got you've got at least two big mysteries that are right there in the beginning. Yeah. And who is the guy, and why why did he want the mirror? So two and a half, three mysteries. Mm-hmm. That you know, uh, as far as a premise goes, I was like, all right, I'm in. I kind of like this. Yeah. So um, that's essentially what we're doing. We are going around town, talking to people, trying to get information on the leads that we have. And then five hours later, nothing has really changed. And nothing has really changed. We just keep getting more leads. This is essentially Fetch Quest, the game. Um, it is it is going and talking to people and figuring out who I need to talk to. At least he's persistent because almost literally every person you talk to, he asks the same question. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's one it, thing we do need to talk about. <laughs> Is the dialogue in this game. Yeah, sometimes it feels like two people having randomly different conversations at each other. Yes. The the biggest thing to me 
And the and the thing that got me is like this this so we're pl- we're both playing the remaster right, and the remaster, you know, remastered graphics, remastered music, but they did not do anything with the voices at all. So you've got this halfway decent looking older game with you know a really good soundtrack you know playing in the background, and then you come up and you're like. Do you know anything about the sailors? You know, and it's just like really loud and muffled. Yep. And it just feels completely off. I was like, really? You guys didn't try to like, you know, do anything with the, with the voice dialogue? Cause there's a lot of dialogue in this game. Everything is dialogue. Yeah. Uh, which is another thing. <laughs> as much as it wasn't good, like this is an older game. Um, expecting it to not be good i didn't like obviously everything you're saying about the dialogue is true it doesn't sound good it's not translated terribly well it's not smooth it doesn't sound like two people having a conversation ever no no matter who you talk to but i kind of liked it it was kind of corny it was kind of not quite master of unlocking level of ridiculous but it was getting there yeah i don't know uh, I laughed out loud sometimes when, just because of how different, like uh, the the I don't remember the exact conversation, but somebody like asked him a question. He's like, literally asked him a question. He's like, okay, I'll come back later. D- did not answer the question. Just said, uh, all right, I'll see you later. Yeah. Nope. Talk later. I'm like, did they not hear each other? Like, and like all of a sudden, I'm like, what on earth could have caused that response? To that statement i don't know i'll never know yeah but you know, I, I i don't know it's obviously not meant to be a funny game but that dialogue is so bad i laughed hard a couple of times there's a few times i'm just like this makes no sense so uh, and everything about the sailors is ridiculous like <laughs> just imagine this guy running all over town asking about the sailors yeah do you know any sailors i'm looking for some sailors does anybody know anything about sailors? So here's here's a typical conversation, right? Rio goes up to a guy. Hey, hey. Or hey, yo, Rio. How's it going? Pause. I a, pause. I have a question for you. You have a question for me? Yes, I would like to ask you a question. <laughs> Do you know any sailors? Sailors? I'm looking for some sailors. And it's like that. It's like, did they not hear the previous statement? Yeah. And I'm yeah, like, what? That's what I mean. It's like they don't hear each other talk. Yeah. And I've got, uh, I got a doozy of a one when we get close to the end here. Oh. It, it blew my mind. I was like, what? How would this? How could this skip like quality assurance? But anyway. <laughs> so, um, Loved it. yeah, <laughs> I, I have to go by my 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 notes here. So uh, there is this thing where. Uh, Ine-san, the grandmother, gives Ryo money every day. So every time you wake up, you when you leave the house, you take some money. I think it's like, what, 300 yen? Yeah, three or 400 yen. Need yeah. that allowance money. And uh, and then you go out, go about your merry way. Uh, to begin with, uh, we're getting small scenes. So we're, 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 we're new to the whole detective thing. So we're getting cutscenes to help us along. And I was like, okay, this isn't too bad. Then the cutscenes stop. Um, so the first thing we get is a little girl 
finds a cat and we have to go and we have to feed the cat and you know they may take care of it and everything like that and they're like hey did you see anything weird happen and they're like yeah this cat mother got hit by a black car that was speeding away so okay now we got a lead we got a black car we're looking for where did it go it went on deeper into town okay let's go deeper into town um, start asking people, hey, did anybody see a black car? No, I didn't see a black car. No, I didn't see one. And then somebody says, I heard somebody talking about they almost got hit by a black car the other day. Okay. So we go talk to that person. Which, Keep searching, yeah. Yeah, and the, the, the problem is is that once those those small cutscenes that direct you stop coming, it's now, I, I like, it will say, I don't know, uh, Ichigo, I'm just making up that name, Ichigo-san said that he almost got hit by a car. Okay, yep. thanks. Where does he live? Who Who is Ichigo? Yep. What does he look like? Where is he now? You know, and it's one of those things where you just have to go around and ask everybody, hey, you seen Ichigo? No, hadn't seen him. Or, yeah, he's over there by the thing. Okay, where's the thing at? And it, yeah, yeah, you only start to get slowly closer and closer. Oh, he's by the park? Yeah. Oh, fuck, let me find a park then. Yeah, where's the park? You know, um, and so I have I have in my notes here the different play sessions. I did four sessions to where we get to right here. Um, in the first play session, I did not realize that you can pull the left trigger to then go into first person mode, and you can look at stuff, and it tells you what it says. Mm-hmm. So I had to find that out in the second session, and I was like, "Oh, this probably could have helped me a little bit." So anyway, um, got to go around uh, asking about the car. Uh, I then ran into an old lady who asked to find a person's house. That's when I found out, oh, you can look at stuff and it will tell you what it says because I can't read Japanese. So the game would have been easier if you could. Very much so. Um, so I helped this side, I did a side quest where I helped the old lady find the house. She sat in the park for four hours waiting on me to show where that house was. <laughs> uh, but I finally found it. Um, and I wanted to try a few things. Uh, I went and bought a, a, a soft drink. He drank it in two gulps and then threw it away. I've never seen somebody purchase a soft drink and stand there at the machine drink the entire thing, and then throw it away. I've <laughs> never seen that before in my life. Yeah, take a sip maybe. Yeah. But then you go about your way, and then a couple hours later, you still have a soft drink. <laughs> if you're guzzling soft drinks like that, you're going to have some major health issues later on. Anyway. Um, so, uh, we find out the car, uh, after talking to the person who almost got hit by the car, they tell us, hey, the car went off toward... Uh, Dobita, Do, Dobuto? I don't know how you pronounce Do, it. Dobuita? Dobuita. That's what I said in my mind, at least. Um, and so that's when we go to the, the large area. So these past thing, past few areas have been just neighborhoods. This is like a full blown kind of like a couple of city blocks. Yeah, it's basically where you spend the entire rest of the first disc. Yes. Um, and, 
so gosh, how do how do we finally understand that? Well, we know that they're Chinese. Well, there's Tom, so we have to go. We talked to Nozomi at the flower shop. Uh huh. And then she tells us that the that the guy Tom at the hot dog stand had a had an argument with some Chinese people. Right. And I think I think Tom I think that's the guy who tells you that they're Chinese. Yeah. Or we're looking for guys in black suits. Yeah, black suits still yeah. at that point. And uh they were in a black car. Uh, got into a fight with Tom. Tom said they were Chinese guys. So now we need to go find some Chinese people. Um, there's a few people who are Chinese. There's a Chinese restaurant ran by a Chinese man and woman. <laughs> there is a uh, a um, a barber, but the the barber shop is always closed for some reason, which we'll get into. Um, so I go and talk to the people at the Chinese restaurant. Um, and the owner starts talking about this thing called the three blades. The three blades, uh, were essentially, uh, professions that were, uh, protectors of the emperor back in the day. I couldn't tell if that was real or if that was, because they also say, well, these are the, the three easiest professions for the Chinese immigrants to get. Yeah. So I couldn't tell if that was real and the whole idea about the protector of the emperor was just kind of like a, a story to, to trump it up a bit and make it sound more exciting or if both halves of that story were actually true. I, I guess I, both halves sure. were true. I don't know. but Okay. So there was uh, the tailor, the um, – the butcher and what's the other one? Oh, the, the, the barber. Yeah. Barber, tailor and cook. Yeah. Butcher. So now we have to go. I wrote down here. I said, I uh, got to talk to a more, three more people. <laughs> and then I ended that session. So, uh, when I came back, uh, I did. So full disclosure, I did look at the trophy list or the, well, excuse me, I'm, I'm playing on the Xbox the achievement list. I realized that you can get an achievement from going to the fortune teller, went to the fortune teller, got my achievement, said, thanks for nothing. And then walked away. <laughs> um, I did go to the fortune teller a couple of times. Oh, really? Getting get any good information? No, they, they do give you maybe a, a bit of a hint as to what your objective is, but less of a hint than you get just, uh, from looking at your notebook in the game. All right. Um, so because because it was already getting dark, I had to go back home. Uh, you eventually teleport home when it gets 1130, mm -hmm. I believe. Um, yeah, I think, that's, I think that's the right time. Yeah. And your grandmother gets mad because she's like, I really wish you'd be home by 11 instead of 1130. Um. But so the next day I, when you wake up, you wake up at 8.30 every day, um, I decided to just kind of explore a little bit. Went back to the dojo, right? Mm -hmm. And found a few things. So he's got these banners up on the wall. If you look at the banners, he takes the banners down and there's these weird slots where you can like put something. 
like what looks like a sword slot where you can stab a sword in there. So it looks uh, like we have some kind of secret passageway in here somewhere. Maybe. I don't know. I also found a scroll behind the banner that's on the top part right there. All in the dojo? All in the dojo. So if you look oh, at the I banner, I he's found like, any of this. Yeah, if he looks in the banner, he's like, it's too high for me to, to get up there. Well, there's a stool right there. Grab the stool, put it down, and then he removes the banner. Something behind it is a scroll that's in Chinese. So I can't do anything with that yet. Um, or, well, I can. I just didn't think about doing it. But, um, yeah. And then I picked up, like, uh, the tape recorder and the, the tape that had Shinmu on it. I don't know. Is Shinmu a song? Because when you play the tape, it's a song. I don't know. Interesting. I'm going to have to look for this stuff when I start it back up. The The tape is on his dresser. So when you wake up, you're looking right at it. Okay. Um, well, anyway. Uh, I was going to say, there hasn't been much in this game in the way of collectibles or things that you pick up, really. There's a few. Yeah. Um, let's see here. So they had to wait till 10 a.m. to talk to the barber. <laughs> <laughs> And then it said the barber then referred me to another barber, the one that had been closed. So apparently the reason why the other barber shop had been closed is because uh, the person's grandfather has been in the hospital, been sick, and he was just released. Um, and we're like, okay, well, where's – where's we go to the barber, and they're like, you know, your dad – my dad would know uh, these people because, well, he's older than I am, and he's a – first generation Chinese man he's at the park we go talk to him at the park if you can find it if you can find it yeah uh, and he's the one who tells us to go look for some sailors uh, because uh, there are some sailors who have been um, helping with some kind of like they, they use shipments uh, kind of another well Chinese people are using the sailors to basically ship things illegally. So we need to go talk to some sailors and see if they know anything about it. So it begins us trying to find sailors. Uh, it didn't take me very long because I, I, I walked around and asked a bunch of people, but eventually I went to the guy who seems to be friends with Rio, the butcher guy. Yeah, he's always super happy to see you. Yeah. See us. And he was like, yeah, he said, uh, I hate those sailors. They, they get on my nerves. <laughs> uh, they, they get drunk, uh, down at the bar. And so I was like, okay. So I went and found the bars. The bars don't open until 9 p.m. Uh, so, uh, now you have, that now begins the part where I talk about the time stuff. There is no way to fast forward time in this game. That was one of my key questions for you tonight. Yes. How do you advance time? You don't. You, you advance stand. The, you stand there. <laughs> you cannot go to sleep until it's eight p.m. Yep. That part I found out. Um, and so, what I do is I get to my destination, whether it be at this bar or. If I need to sleep because I need to do something the next day, 
and I stand there until time passes to where I can do it. With the Langoliers. Yeah. So I put the controller down and I do something else while I'm waiting. Um, and this is the beginning of that part. Couldn't get into the bar. So I then uh, stood there and stared at my clock. I do like how the bars are kind of located near each other. So I feel like I'm in the seedier side of town. Yeah. There's like a motorcycle shop there. And yeah, motorcycle shop. They're kind of in an alley, yeah. not in the main the main street. Mm-hmm. So uh, we go to – I go to a bar, and there's a pool table there. And there's some guys there, and they're like, hey, those guys sailors? And he's like, I don't know. You can ask them. So I go over there, and I'm like, you guys sailors? And they're like, play us pool, man. And I'll tell you everything you want to know. So I played pool and I lost. Um, But those are not sailors. The sailors that I want to know are hanging out at a different bar called, uh, what's it called? The Heart something. Heartbeats. Heartbeats. Heartbeats bar. So... Uh, I then go to the Heartbeats bar, and this is the first time I had any type of actual gameplay. So at the Heartbeats bar, nobody takes kindly to me. They want to start fighting. So we get some quick time events. Uh, and man, the window for these quick time events is not very wide. Yeah, it's it's weird to me because most of them I've failed the first time, not because I thought they were hard. I just didn't really know they were coming. And then it's like, oh, you auto failed. And then as soon as the second time comes around, I'm like, oh, that was super easy. Yeah, because you have so it memorized. It's, yeah, so it's weird to me that it's like, I, I I wish that there was a little bit more. Like you're always looking for that middle ground. You want people to have a challenge but not be overcome and i'm like i never had either either i didn't didn't make it and wasn't close or i made it and it was super easy yeah like it it didn't have a great amount of that that middle ground of like oh do i think i'll get it how many in a row is it i don't know so yeah the the quick time events they're i guess serviceable they're fine but there there's so little skill required in it that it might as well not be there yeah What's, what's the point? Yeah. So, um, after beating up these guys, they tell me that we need to talk to Charlie. Charlie is a guy who wears sunglasses, has a leather jacket, and has a tattoo on his arm. So now we gotta go find him. Uh, he said he hangs out in front of the motorcycle shop. When I leave, which is directly across the street from the motorcycle shop, guess be what? Easy. there's nobody there. This was the part of this whole five-hour session that was the most frustrating for me. Yeah. Was finding Charlie. Because not only was he not where they said he should be, but they also give you these clues. Oh, he visits, he visits the jacket shop or something like that. Yeah. But only at a certain time. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm just walking around like this is dumb. Am I am I at the right place? I don't know. There's at least four freaking jacket shops in the city. <laughs> I don't know why people need to buy so many jackets, but apparently they do. And I don't know what time. I don't know, remember if they said 5 o'clock or 7 o'clock, but I'm like, how do I check all of them at 5 o'clock? Yeah. So uh, that's the thing. We have We have two things to go on. He has a tattoo on his arm, and he likes looking at jackets. He sometimes hangs out at the motorcycle shop. And I ran around the city not finding him at all. So I just started now talking to people. Uh, and well, I talked to a guy. I can't remember who it was. But I talked to a guy who, who for some reason, brought up uh, uh, Nagi Industries. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay. Uh, but this doesn't have anything to do with Charlie. So I would kept continue walking around. That the problem now is, is he's not asking about Charlie. He's asking about Nike Industries. I can't pick and choose what I want to ask people. So I'm like, well, this isn't helping me. I like I have somehow like locked myself out of trying to find Charlie. So. Now everything that he asks somebody is like, have you heard about this Nagi Industries? And they're like, yes, yeah, up the road there. And, you know, it's run by the Yakuza and stuff like that. I'm like, well, what happened to Charlie? I, I, I want to ask people about Charlie. So Yeah, finally, that happened to me separately at the end of the gameplay session. Yeah. So finally I was like, okay, fine. I'll just go to this Nagi Industries. Maybe something will pop up there. This pl- I don't know when this place opens, but I stood there for a long time. Uh, they don't have anything on the door saying what time they open. Eventually it does open. I walk in. There's a bunch of roughnecks standing around. There's a dude who looks like a 1930s gangster sitting at the, at a table. But I talked to a guy and he tells me about Charlie. Charlie is a wannabe gangster who is just useless. So, um, uh, says uh, he hangs out at night around some jacket shops. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. So I go back to the jacket shops and I wait for night. I stand in the middle of the road and, and wait for time to pass. Uh, and so, yeah, that's that's where we go. We go there. And I, it's, it's a cutscene. I didn't realize it was going to be triggering a cutscene. I was like, God, what, what now? Am I just going to have to start talking to everybody and see if this guy's Charlie? So eventually, a cutscene happens. Uh, this guy who we fought before is like, Hey, man, you, you, you're a pretty good fighter. No hard feelings, kind of thing. And he's like, Okay, so uh, he's like, I'm looking for Charlie. He's like, Oh, he's a friend of mine. Won't you come with me? I'll take you to him. We follow him. He takes us to this car park where uh, a bunch of other guys are, and they get into a fight with us. So we have to fight five guys. This is not a quick time event. This is the first time I've ever had any type of actual fighting in this game. Man. A little, little virtual fighter, huh? Man, it is bad. <laughs> There's no way to actually lock on to anybody. Still better than Ibn Battuta, though. It's true. Ibn Battuta, yeah. <laughs> Ibn Battuta was god-awful. This is just 
This is bad, though, man. A little weird and floaty, and I don't really know if I'm doing well half the time. I just map button mash. Yeah, me too. And you know, you beat That's up all you need there. to do. It doesn't look like there's much, but there are moves in this game. This game has moves. This this game has tons of moves. Yeah, which is cool to me, although I don't know how to learn them or do them or practice. Apparently, you can even get better at fighting by practicing. Yeah. Which is cool to me, but I, I haven't done it yet. You spent some time in the dojo, I think. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, after beating up all these guys, we notice that one of them has a tattoo on his arm. He's like, hey, where'd you get that tattoo? He's like, you know, I'm not telling you anything. We almost break his arm. And he's like, okay, it's a tattoo parlor. Um, Don't know Charlie. Yeah, no Charlie. Um, uh, so it's a, you gotta, it's a tattooed parlor. So I don't know, like, where, he didn't tell me where the tattoo parlor is. So I'm like, okay, so am I just supposed to run around this place looking for a tattoo Start parlor? asking people. <laughs> so I'm walking around trying to find out where this tattoo parlor is. Finally find a guy. He's like, hey, there's some guys who, um, do a lot of tat, like, they have a lot of tattoos and stuff. I'm like, well, where are they at? They hang out at the, um, motorcycle shop and the arcade so I go to the arcade it's at night uh, sure enough the two two idiots sitting there playing arcade games one of them I talk to and he's like what do you want hey I want to ask you a question get the hell out of here I just need to speak to you for a question you are got another thing coming it's it's just like it's it's so weird it's like a it, you know, the meme is of oblivion dialogue. It's like oblivion dialogue. It's like nonsensical. The the other person talking is not saying anything. It has to do with what the first person saying. Yep. But so anyway, that guy you don't talk to him. You talk to the guy standing next to him. That guy's like, okay, yeah, I'll take you to the tattoo parlor, but you gotta get a tattoo and you gotta join our gang. To which I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> it's not my arm. Yeah. Who cares. So. Uh, we, I guess, join their gang. I don't know. Um, and he tells us where the tattoo parlor is, which is in the apartments. It's an apartment where this guy does tattoos out of his house. I'm like, well, that's, that's, I'm sure that's very sanitary. <laughs> so, uh, but we go up there. I, I go up there. It's still night, but he's still open. I go in, talk to the guy. This guy is weird. So this guy is like, yeah, I know Charlie, but he's not here. And he's like, what do you want with Charlie? He's like, I just need to speak with him. He's like, you want to get a tattoo? No, I'm good. I don't want tattoos. They're not my thing. He's like, man, come on. I really want to work on somebody. And you got really nice skin. I'm sick of these greasy guys. I want somebody with really good skin. Let me work on you. And they're like, no, I'm, I'm good. Come on, man. He keeps doing it. And I'm just <laughs> like, what is this guy? He's so freaking weird. It's like, you got really nice skin, man. I was like, what? <laughs> That's a weird compliment. Yeah. And so I was like, no, I'm good. And he's like, okay, fine. Well, Charlie, come back tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Charlie will be here. I'm like, okay, cool. I go Finally. home. Yeah, I go home and sleep. It's now 8.30. I stand in front of that man's house. For six hours. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, in game time. 
Um, yeah. Uh, more, it's more like 20 minutes. And so I just, I, I, I literally put the controller down and turned on Overwatch and played two matches of Overwatch. <laughs> then came back to it. I opened the door. This is, this is the one I have to speak about because it's, it's mind blowing. So I walk in. The two idiots who wanted to fight me before are in there. One of them's getting a tattoo. He's like, yeah, give me something tough. You know, it's so stupid sounding. And then they see me walk in. They're like, okay, we're out of here. See ya. And so the next thing that's said, the tattoo artist guy, he looks at Rio and says, what's up? You looking for a tattoo or something? And I was like, stranger. I was just like, legit 12 hours ago, I talked to you about coming back to talk to this Charlie guy. And, and I've been standing here for six hours. And I've been standing in front of your door, outside your door for six hours. I mean, that's, that's beside the point. The fact of the matter is this guy acted like th- this conversation acted like it had not, they had not spoken before. Yeah. And I was like, what? Which is where this game clearly wants to be an RPG, but it does. It's not really set up to be. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel like it knows. Like things aren't linked enough. Like just like that's a perfect example of them not being linked enough for this to feel like an RPG. Yeah, I'm just like what? No, I'm the guy who was here last night, and you told me to come back. Still no, and leave my skin alone. Yeah, and no, I don't want a freaking tattoo, dude. So uh, he's like, well, Charlie's right here. He's like behind this curtain. He's asleep. (laughs) And so I open the curtain and Charlie pulls out a knife. Quick time event. All of a sudden, oh, I fail it. Get slashed in the face. And then he runs out the door and then it starts over. I come back in (laughs) and I, I, I have failed every quick time event because of this. Because luckily... Luckily, there's no reloads. Yeah. That's wonderful. If I had to reload from my last save, I would not be playing this game. <laughs> be done already. Yeah. So, uh, beat Charlie at his little quick time event. Um, and I'm like, you know, we're ripping, ripping his arm off, as he says. Um, uh, let's see here. And he's like, okay, I will get you an invite to the cartel. All right. He's like, uh, be here or be at the arcade at three o'clock tomorrow. The, this is where my game broke down a little bit logically. Okay. Because they said, be here at 3 p.m. tomorrow. Okay. I went home, went to bed, woke back up. I don't know what happened. Maybe I didn't pause my game correctly, but all of a sudden it was 8 p.m. that night. I had already missed the 3 p.m. meeting. Went back to bed because I'm like, oh, shit, maybe I'll catch it at 3 p.m. tomorrow and the game won't really know that I missed the whole day. Mm-hmm. Uh, woke back up and then immediately went to the next cutscene. I don't know what's supposed to have happened at 3 p.m. I completely missed it and the game did not care. It advanced me anyway. I don't know if we ever find out what happens at 3 p.m. Ah. Because. Maybe maybe I was supposed to miss it then. So here's what happened. So I go home 
and I go to bed. When I wake up, um, I am then forced into a cutscene where I have to train with my brother. Yep. So that happened to me, but I missed an entire day. I thought maybe I maybe I didn't, and I just assumed I had missed a day because I never had the chance to go back out at three p.m. Right. That okay, may have, that, that may have been it. I don't know. So I had to train with him, and he was like, "So are you really going to do this?" And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Please don't do this, man. You know, don't go Thank after you. these guys." Um, uh, and then I run into Inesan, and she's begging me not to do it either, uh, but she also gives this gives Rio with this letter and it's in Chinese and she's like this, this came the day after your father died and I kept it from you because I didn't want to start anything basically too late yeah uh, so she gives us the letter it's in Chinese we can't read it so we got to find somebody to translate it so uh, we walk off go back into town uh, this is the first time I noticed that it doesn't tell you, hey, would you like to warp to a certain section of town? I was, That's weird. I have to walk all the way. There's a reason why. Because if we go into the first part of the neighborhood, we run into a little boy. The boy Chinese. Like, yeah. Well, we find that out in a, l- a little bit later. <laughs> we run into a little boy who says, this guy took my ball. And it's like, what what happened? Who took your ball? He's like, he told me he was he would give my ball back if you came with me and took you to him. I was like, uh-oh. So we run back into Charlie. Charlie has the ball, and um, he wants to fight us again. So we have another brawl, fight the guys. We then have uh, a, cut, uh, a quick time event where we kick a ball... The guy, we kick the ball. The, the guy is holding the little kid hostage, right? We kick a soccer ball. It hits him in the face. It shows us this four times. It's one of those slow motion hit the face four times in different angles. And then we knock out a guy who's sneaking up behind us. Little kid. He's a Rio's badass. Yeah. And ask the kid if he's all right. He's like, yeah, I'm okay. And he tells us his name. He's like, oh, you're Chinese. He's like, yeah. And I was like, well, we'll show him the letter, Rio. And he's like, okay, thanks, bye. And Lee's like, whoa, wait a minute. Ask the kid. It doesn't really matter because once we travel a little bit more, looking for somebody who is Chinese to translate this, I run back into the kid. Yep, me too. And because uh, I was thinking, okay, I gotta go to the Chinese restaurant and ask the Chinese people there, or I can go ask the old man who you know is the father of the barber. But I actually ran back into the kid. The kid's like, yeah, my grandmother can totally read that. And it's like, okay, well, where's your grandmother? And she works at this uh, china shop. So we go to the china shop. This woman here, she uh, looks at the letter and says, oh, this is in reverse. And you're like, what are you talking about? So she holds it up to a mirror, and uh, she reads it from the mirror because it's in reverse. Not much of a puzzle since she just does it herself. Yeah. Uh, so um, reading this, uh, there's uh, it's a warning essentially saying, uh, beware of somebody who asks for the mirror. Uh, and it also has um, a phone number. 
and it mentions a man by the name of Master Chin. Um, and it has on the back of it what seems like passwords. Uh, so uh, we're like, okay, thanks. Now we have a phone number. Let's go call this number and see what happens. Luckily, I've come across this phone like three times while I was lost. You talking about the payphone? Uh, yeah. Well, is it a payphone? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you have to pay for it. But it's yeah. a little like radial phone yeah. at the end of the street. Mm-hmm. So we're using a rotary phone, which takes forever to do. I misdialed this number twice, <laughs> so I had to restart the entire thing. I uh, messed up the password once. I messed up the password once. Yeah. So you have to do it in reverse, right? It's like father, four dragons, mother, comrades. Um, and you have to do it in reverse, basically. So he asks us, you know, somebody answers the phone and we're like, hello. And he, he says, you know, father, whatever. And I was like, okay, I know what to say here. So we, we give him the password, and he's like, okay, uh, come to Warehouse 8. And, it's like, and he's like, who is this? He's like, is this not the Chin residence? And the person hangs up. <laughs> okay, that's weird. So now we're on the look for Warehouse 8. And that's where I stopped. Matt, if you would like to tell me what I need to do to get to Warehouse 8, I would gladly appreciate it right now. Uh, take five more steps, and there's a bus stop. Get on it, and you're basically there. So it takes you to the next new area, which is like the the dock area. Which this was another part where I, I got somewhat not not annoyed, but I was just like, it's weird to me that I can't just hop on the bus because you actually have to wait for the bus to show up on its schedule, its normal schedule. So actually, and another thing that literally happened to me in the last week, as I was leaving the payphone area, I saw the bus stop. I saw a bus at the bus stop. As I'm walking towards it, it literally pulls away. And I'm like, ah, fuck, what do I do now? I'm like, I guess. <laughs> it's real life. It's real life. I guess you stand at the bus stop and you wait for the next bus to show up. And then when does that happen? So I did that. Uh, you know, probably another three or four minutes game time. Gotcha. So nothing crazy, but again, I, I, I don't know. It was, it was felt, it was an interesting feel to be standing at a bus stop waiting for a bus in a game. Yeah. And not just like jacking it like it's GTA, like I'm going to bash this car in and steal it. I'll drive myself over to the docks. Yeah. Now we're still law abiding citizens technically. Yeah. Despite all the street fights. Well, yeah, but we're doing it for a good cause or we've been provoked. Yeah. So. <laughs> wasn't my fault. He started it. Yeah. So um, uh, we do have two emails, but I'm going to save those until I finish this. I'm going to read my Shin Moon notes verbatim <laughs> because I think you may the people will get a kick out of this. So uh, it's labeled Shin Moon notes. I did this on my phone. Every time I did something, I typed it into my phone. First session. Ina-san, old lady, hurt. <laughs> Ryo, main character. Father injured. Fuku, thrown Dead. from door. 
Ponytail Guy wants a mirror, fights Dad. Ponytail threatens to kill Rio. Father says mirror is buried under cherry tree. Chao Soon Ming, father killed him? Ponytail Man kills Dad. Ponytail is Lani? Uh, four days later, December 1986. Ina gives Rio money every day. Uh, let's see here. Um, ask about guys in suits. Girl with kitten saw a scary black car. Sumiya may know something. Drinks an entire Coke in two gulps. <laughs> Yamagashi fell from dodging a car. Old lady trying to find a house. Car went to Dobutia. Dobutia. Uh, went to the Chinese restaurant due to the travel agency closing. The owner told me about the three blades. Taylor, Barber, and the cook. Got to talk to a ton more people. End of session. Session two. Went to the fortune teller. Got dark, so I went home. Went to the dojo and saw behind the banners. Slots behind the banners. Used a stool to get behind the big banner. Found a scroll. Went to bed. Woke up. Got hungry. Ate some noodles. (laughs) Got tired. Went home. Went to bed. It sounds like I'm having a diary here. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, woke up, found a Shinmu tape and tape player. Session three. Saw a memory of Rio and Dad at the dinner table. Had to wait until 10 a.m. to talk to the barber. Talked to the barber who referred me to another barber. That barber tells me to talk to his dad. Talked to his dad in the park. He tells me to look for sailors. Talked to the butcher. He says the sailors drink at bars. Found a bar that told me to come back around 9 p.m. Spent time getting gotchas. Spent too much money. Beat the guys at pool. Well, did not beat the guys at pool. Excuse me. Uh, Told me to go to Heartbeats Bar. Went to Heartbeats and beat some guys up. Failed the first time. Told to talk to Charlie with the tattoo on his arm in front of the motorcycle shop. Motorcycle shop is closed, so I have to wait until morning. Session number four. Still waiting because it's 9 p.m. Guess I'll go home. Played Space Harrier. Bought a soda for a thirsty guy. Charlie (laughs) (laughs) says, Charlie is not at the motorcycle shop. Talk to someone about Nyagi Industries. Now all he asks about is Nyagi Place. This is always closed. Wait, it just opened. Stream of consciousness. Uh, Dude said Charlie hangs out at night between jacket shops. Looks like I'll have to wait it out. Holy crap, this is boring. (laughs) Watch the He sounds more like a detective reading your notes. I know. (laughs) Watch a 10 minute YouTube video. (laughs) Now it's night. I don't know how to find this guy. Cutscene. Dude from before wants to take me to Charlie. Ambush. End up fighting five guys. This combat is bad. Dude has a tattoo. Asks where he got it. So I guess this isn't Charlie? <laughs> go. Gotta go to the tattoo parlor. No idea where the tattoo parlor is. End up finding the two knuckleheads in front of the motorcycle shop. At the arcade. Told me the tattoo place is a guy's apartment. Go to the apartment, and he tells me to come back tomorrow. Charlie should be there. 
go home and sleep. It's now 9 a.m. I have to wait to, until 2 p.m. to go inside the tattoo place. Let it sit so long that it blacks out and went into standby mode. <laughs> My Xbox. <laughs> Finally, 2 p.m. Go inside and find the morons that attacked me. They ran off. The tattoo guy acts like I didn't even talk to him the day before. Says that Charlie is sleeping behind the curtain. Fail a QTE and have to restart. Beat Charlie and he gets me an invite to the cartel at 3 p.m. tomorrow. Uh, more freaking waiting. <laughs> Ran into the thirsty guy again. Legit the exact same cutscene. <laughs> uh, staring at my bed until I... <laughs> okay. Staring at my bed until 8 when I can go to sleep. <laughs> I'm locked up. I just want to sleep. You can't sleep. It's not 8. You stand there. Forced to train with the dojo guy. N.A. gave me a letter begging me not to go after the cartel. Letter is in Chinese. Ran into a kid that had his ball stolen by Charlie. Had to beat up Charlie and his goons. Held the kid hostage. Kid turns out to be... (laughs) Kid turns out to be Chinese. Run into him again and he says his grandmother can translate it. Go to the grandmother, and she translates it using a mirror. It mentioned a master chin and a warning about a mirror and a phone number. Guess I need to find a phone. Used the payphone. Got the number wrong because stupid. Got the password wrong because stupid. Had to redial. <laughs> because stupid. This took me five minutes. <laughs> The voice told me to go to warehouse number eight. End of session. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Detective oh. Rio's on the case. Oh my God. He will stand around as long as it takes. Yeah. That's what we do here. We stand around and wait. Yeah. Okay. That, I ask you also how you quick travel home. Because when I was in Dobuida, I'm like, I just don't want to walk all the way home. I'm going to walk down some wrong roads. It's going to take me forever. And then you just Uh, teleport. Yep. Okay. So uh, we go to our emails. First one comes in from Dustin. It says, yay, Shinmu. Making this a quickie, so it's going to get much, much thoughts out, but I'm glad you guys are playing this game finally. My history for the game is that it was a hit Dreamcast game, was very innovative and developed a cult following. I never played it or knew much about it besides Sailors, and it was the first to have quick time events. Mm. Uh, This game came out before GTA 3 and came out during the same year as Silent Hill, Donkey Kong 64, and Final Fantasy 8. See here. Knowing that I'm pretty impressed with the game, graphics-wise it looks great, but I'm playing the remake on the Xbox One X. Control-wise, it's fine. It takes a bit to get used to, but is I it? learned... What now? Is it fine? I don't, I, I don't think so. It is it's tank controls, because I don't think the Dreamcast had dual analog sticks. So I end up 
like running into a wall and then having to awkwardly shift, shift, and then go forward. Yeah, I also, I find myself a lot because you can look left and right, but if I look to the left, I assume I can just walk forward, but you can't because like your, your character is still looking at a wall, even if your camera has looked to the left. So I, I find this awkward, like I look to the left, figure out where I want to go, and then walk directly forward into the wall <laughs> instead of forward off to the left where I wanted to go. Yeah. I had a lot of issues with that and a lot of issues with running into pedestrians and like yeah. getting stuck on them a little bit. And I'm like, ugh, I need to like get all the way off of them, then go around them. Yeah. I'm like, why, why is this so hard to walk past one other person? Yeah. Let's see here. Uh, it says, but I learned to just use the left stick and right when I'm running and not pushing the left stick forward or use the camera at all and holding in R trigger, you automatically run straight. The voice acting is amazing. It's like a monotone daytime drama that takes forever to play out, and it's hilarious. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> because it is bad, but it is funny. I think the dialogue is one of my favorite parts so far of this game. It says, uh, I love Tom. He's always jamming. And if you want to know about the Chinese, ask the Chinese is a great line. It's <laughs> a good one. Uh, the sailor segment it, uh, that is always talked about is over so fast. I'm surprised it's such a big thing on the interweb. Besides, yeah, me too, funny. a little bit. Yeah, it, that, it's the, ridiculous, but the, the we were looking for Charlie way longer than we were for sailors. Yeah. It says uh, anyway. This email is a mess. I really enjoyed this game and got all the achievements. It's super easy to do. Have a better email next week, Dustin. Thank you for that email. I know he, he had an issue. He was trying to send us an email uh, at last minute. He just sent it to us like probably like 10 minutes ago. So uh, he got that In one under out. the wire. Yep. All right. Our next email comes in from Jamie. It says, uh, hi, guys. I haven't had a lot of time to play Shinmu, and I very briefly felt guilty for playing Dragon Age again when I could have made some progress, but that passed pretty quickly. Also, the new archives came out for Overwatch, and I have been uh, playing lots of that. Don't at me, Dustin. I know people are tired of hearing about Overwatch, but it is honestly a form of therapy for me. Uh, I've really only started the game up right now. I saw Ryo's father get killed and the parent bad guy get the, the mirror. His goons dug that thing up pretty quickly for being buried under a tree. Seems kind of odd that after your father gets killed, everything else returns to normal. I wondered if there was a, a big-time jump or something, but it didn't seem like it. It was only four days. At least that's what the game said. Yeah. I went into town because it seemed like the only option and talked to a girl about a cat. We are both orphaned now. Poor kitty. Then I saw a phone booth and remembered that they gave me some phone numbers in the beginning, so I decided to call the police. I mean, someone did just kill my father. The game gave me a trophy for it, too. Reasonable reaction or something like that. Uh, uh, but Rio wouldn't call. He said that he didn't want to involve the police. So I really didn't know what I should be doing. I don't know what kind of game this is. I'm not sure if, they, if I should talk to everyone to figure things out. Um, God, I lost my place. 
like you might do in some games? Or should I just wonder and it will give me some clues? Not really sure yet. No, this game will not give you clues. The only thing you can do is talk to people. That's 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 the game. That's the game. It's half the game. Or yeah. more. Yeah, talking to people the game. I will say that it looks pretty darn good for this, its age. It looked very realistic and pretty. I did read something about getting a job, and that worried me about it being like Persona. I hated the daily life portion of that game. I just found it incredibly boring to go and study and then do my job, then go buy some food, then go to school before actually doing anything. That is one of the main reasons I had trouble with Persona. I thought I would hate that stuff in Persona, but ended up liking it. The thing is, is that that lasts very little in Persona, while all of Shinmu is this. Yeah, although there's no job or anything yet, presumably we'll get there. I think we're going to get there in the next section because that's he gets a job as a forklift operator, f- yeah, for shipping containers and stuff. So that's where we are, warehouse yep. eight. Yep. It says, uh, anyway, I'm in a bit of a game funk where I have lots of games to play, but I just don't really want to play them. I'm sure everyone has these periodically. Unfortunately, mine is failing. Uh, it's falling during Shinmu. Looking forward to hearing how it's going to for you guys. Maybe that will make me pick it back up, Jamie. Thank you for that email, Jamie. And this will probably make you not want to play Shinmu. So, yeah. So, I guess I'm really curious, having having said everything we've said, how you actually feel about it? Because I, go ahead, man. Go ahead. No, no, no. You, 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 you're on a roll here. <laughs> I don't know. I was. I really don't have a very clear stance on it. I, I enjoy it. I think overall, if I had to sum it up, overall, yeah, I guess I'm enjoying it. Maybe tepid, tepid enjoyment. I do want to see where it goes. There's enough mystery in here. I feel like I'm getting the hang of the game a little bit more. Whereas I felt kind of like Jamie did for the first three out of the five hours. Like, I I don't know what I'm doing. It's taken me a long time to find anything. Am I doing it right? Or, like, have I just missed everything? Like, should this five-hour section have taken five hours or one hour? Or uh, So I, I went through most of this first session not really understanding if I was playing the game right, to be honest, which is a bit of an awkward feeling to spend multiple hours not knowing if you're doing anything correctly. That's because multiple people that you talk to don't know anything. Yeah, that, and it doesn't seem like we progress the story. Like, as you mentioned, it's just kind of like a bunch of fetch quests. We're getting more and more information. But really, I mean, if you give the prologue and say, this guy, Londi, comes in and kills your dad, you're on a quest to find the people responsible... That, that's it. The whole five hours we've done is trying to find the people responsible, and we haven't found anything. So uh, maybe a bit unsatisfied, as much as I like the premise of the story, a little bit unsatisfied so far in how it's playing out, because most of the people I'm talking to and things I'm doing don't seem to have anything directly to do with that story, other than obviously trying to find out who these people are. But the more I play, the more I kind of get that that's the point of the game. For better or worse, like the point is just wandering around and talking to people and seeing that there are different people and seeing that you've got relationships with some and 
there are parts of the city where, I don't know, you've got Ryu's friends are there. And, I, I, I don't know. So, I don't, I don't know if I love that part of the game, but at least I, I've kind of come to understand that that's what the game is. Yeah. I think this game does a very good job of... I don't even want to say making it realistic. But, essentially, if I was 18 years old, and my dad was killed, and I wanted to find out who killed them, going on very little information, and me trying to play detective, this is exactly how it would play out. You know, yeah. with not getting the cops involved. I would then be like asking my neighbors, hey, did you see anything? Did you get a license plate number? Did you, you know. And that's yep. essentially what this game is, is you're, you're playing a teenager trying to solve his dad's murder, and he is not a detective. You know, it's, it's, he's not. Clearly. Yeah, he's clearly not a detective. The, the, the dialogue is bad. I think, and that's just a product of its time. The the issue is is that I f- I get the sinking feeling that I don't think there's going to be that much of a story involved. I mean, I mean, this is story driven, but I don't think there's going to be this big revelation. I feel like it's just going to end. No big twists and turns. And- I, I I really don't think so. I think it's just going to keep going at its little mediocre pace, and it will just continue being mediocre and then have a mediocre ending. I don't think it's going to be overly bad. Like, I don't think this game is particularly bad. I think it's boring. Like, that's the biggest thing for me is like, this game is just kind of boring. It's just, it's, it has devolved into a waiting game. I know what I need to do. I can't do it yet. So I just stand there and wait. And I'm sure there's, there's things I can do to pass time. I don't want to do those things, so I will just let the game <laughs> sit there. Yeah, for me, I think the other part of it is, going back to what I said at the beginning, I had heard that this game tries tons of tons of different things, and you know, it was a little uneven with it, how successful it is at those things. Yeah. But to be honest, what are those other things so far? I mean... There's some quick time events that are serviceable. If this is really the first game with quick time events, I'll certainly give it a pass on that. There aren't very many of them. They're ridiculously short. I think the longest one is only two prompts, two right? Prompts, Maybe yeah. two is the most. So that's almost negligible, almost doesn't exist in the game. And then there's only two or three times so far that we've had these out and out fights. And those are over in a matter of 20 seconds, and uh, I didn't lose them. It seemed super, super easy to me. But, you know, in five hours, all of that other stuff was maybe a minute, (laughs) two minutes of the game. So what are all the – maybe it just hasn't opened up yet, but I guess I was expecting many games and and weird, you know, different types of gameplay. haven't seen any of that yet, really. I don't know if you will. The thing is, is that this is the first game to do that stuff. And Mm. obviously there's tons of games out there that have done what Shinmu has done and done it way better. I think it's because it's the first game to do this kind of thing. 
It's just going to have it sprinkled here and there. Like you're going to get a job. You're going go to go do your job. You're going to then do this. You're going to do that. And it's, oh man, I don't know. To me, this is a mediocre game that it ha- that teeters on boring. It's not a bad game. It's not. I mean, it's got some bad dialogue, but I don't think it's a bad game. It's not inherently broken. It's it's fine. But it, I did read in, in one of the articles that this was the most expensive game ever made when it came out. It probably was with the amount of voice dialogue in this game. And the full city, and you know, the day night cycles are interesting. Yeah, I, I guess I could see that. So, if nothing else, it, it seems like it would have been an ambitious game for the time. Yeah, and even sure, if not, sure it was. It, it doesn't feel ambitious. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm going to continue on with it, though. I hope it. I hope the story at least picks up. So, we'll see. I kind of mostly hope that the gameplay picks up. I don't think it is. I think we've seen pretty much everything this game has to offer as far as gameplay goes. But that was literally like one four-hour section where all we did was get clues. I don't know. I I don't think I did anything in the last four hours. I mean, we had a couple of brawls. I think, uh, yeah, sure, we'll probably get into a few more brawls than we did in this last playthrough, but, or play session, but, you know, that's about it. You know, and I feel like, going back to that, the part with the, the little boy's grandmother holding up the Chinese letter in the mirror, to, in order to read it, that seems like it obviously should have been a puzzle. But it wasn't. It was just a cutscene. So I, I'm all for cutscenes. Sure, give me more story. But it seems like, given that there's so little else to do other than wandering around and talking to people, you could have thrown some puzzles or something like that in. Maybe that's asking too much of a game of this age that's already trying to do a lot of other things. But fuck, this is many years after Resident Evil, and there's puzzles in that game. Yeah, that's true. Puzzles in a lot of games. It's not like that. It's a new concept. So I guess I'm just a little surprised that they didn't sprinkle a few more things in, especially given how much I've heard about its diversity of gameplay. Well, we'll see. Because like I yeah, said, maybe it's ha- coming. We're, we're not even halfway through this game, so we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, that's going to be it for us. We're going to get out of here. Actually, a pretty decently long podcast this time. Uh, but if you'd like to get in contact with us, uh, the email is drew at ztgd.com. You can also uh, tweet to us. I am at DML Fury. Matt is at REMGS. And the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. But yeah, that's going to be it for us. We're going we're gonna to continue playing through Shinmu. Uh, if you guys are playing along with us, definitely send us some emails. We'll read them out on the show. Uh, and even if you're not playing along with us, you can always tell us about your fond memories or your fond hatred of <laughs> Shinmu. But uh, that'll be that'll be for next week. But we're gonna get out of here. I hope you guys have a great week. Until next time, I am Drew, and I'm Matt, and we're out of here. We're gonna get out of here. We'll be back next week with the continuation of Shinmu.